You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Awesome. Well, I have good news this morning. Good news. And it's not good news like just for all of us. It's good news for each of you individually. And so I'm going to launch right in, and I just want to encourage you this morning, lean in, because I believe that God has a word for you, for you, for you individually. And so if you have your Bible this morning, we're going to dive right in uh, to the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29:11. Oh, some of you have heard that before. <laughs> Open right up to that. And I just want to tell you, as you are opening up, that God wants good things for you. God wants good things for you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I mean, honestly, if I just stopped right there and we just focused on that, that could leave us feeling a little bit better this morning or hopefully a lot better to know that God wants peace. He wants hope for you. So we're going to look at that this morning. And in this verse, God was actually speaking through the prophet Jeremiah to a group of people that were not in the best of situation. They were actually in isolation because they had been taken captive away from their promised land by people that did not want the best for them, that did not see the, there was no hope in their situation if you just looked at it. If you just looked at their situation, there was not much hope. And so Jeremiah is bringing a message of hope to them, saying God wants good things for you. He wants you to prosper, and he wants to give you hope. And I want to encourage us today that just like those people were a little bit isolated and they maybe were in a season where it didn't feel like there was much hope, some of us, or all of us actually, have been in a season very similar, haven't we? As I was reading that and just thinking about who Jeremiah was talking to, I was like, wow, sounds a little bit like our last six months where things just kept coming at us, where we're like, well, surely things, I mean, surely it's got to get better. And then we're like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait, no, there's something. Okay, just kidding. And I know for us personally, we have had like these crazy bees infestation in our backyard. And it's just been like these random other little things in our life, right, that seems like it just keeps coming at you. Maybe your marriage has been struggling in this season. I know Vince and I have had our, our moments, right? Uh, maybe you aren't married and you've been feeling very alone because you were in quarantine in your house by yourself for way too long, right? Or maybe you're a parent and you're now finding yourself homeschooling. Or maybe you're like us, like teaching your kids how to breathe out of a mask all day at school. Maybe you lost some business or maybe there was just different things and it can start to feel like maybe you're a high schooler who didn't get your graduation. And it can start, Elijah, you're awesome. Uh, it can start to feel like, God, where are you? Where is this hope? What is going on? And, and he wants you to know that this verse was not just for the, because the Bible is so awesome. It's a living word. So it wasn't just for those people. It's for us now. And God says, I want, I have good things for you. God has good things for each of you this morning. And I, if I want to stop before I even get into any of this, you need to believe this for yourself. 
It's so easy to hear a word like this and think, well, yeah, but you don't understand my life. You don't understand what I've done. And God wants you to know this morning that he wants good things for you. He doesn't just want good things for each of us individually. He wants us to join together. And as I was thinking about it, it's like this picture of an army that he wants us to join in on because he wants to take ground because the enemy actually stole ground that wasn't his and, and God wants to enlist us to take it back. Come on, that should get you a little bit excited this morning. And maybe if you're like, I don't know if I'm excited about that. Well, let me tell you the good news. God wins. Come on. God's team wins. And if you're like me, you like to win. Who else? Does anyone else like to win? Come on. If you don't like to win, I don't, I don't really know. I don't <laughs> I, I struggle with that. But uh, we all, if you really are honest, we all like to win. We especially like to win in our life. And, and I just wanted to get us excited this morning uh, because some of you don't seem like that excited about winning. So uh, Devin's just going to play something really quick for us. Come on. Awesome. Well, the title of my message this morning is Champion. Champion. Champion, because Jesus is our champion. Jesus is our champion, and he already won. And he wants us to join the winning team. Because all we do is win. All we do is win when we have Jesus on our team. And the thing that I was thinking about and realizing and what was getting me so excited and pumped up is that God didn't just leave us to figure it out. He gave us some clear guidelines on how to become a champion. Because not only is Jesus the ultimate champion, but he wants us to be champions. He wants us to be champions in our life so that when things come at us, we just duck and weave. We're like, mm, no, mm, no, oh, no, killer bees, I'm going to kill you. I've like, seriously, sorry for those of you that think you shouldn't kill bees, but they come at me, and so I, I take them out. Uh, but he wants us to become champions. And how do we do that? We're actually sitting in his master plan, which is the church. Why is the church so important? Because it's actually a training ground to become a champion. It's a training ground for Jesus to make you into a champion. Check out in the book of Hebrews with me this morning, Hebrews 10. And we're actually going to look at the message version because I felt like it really got to what the heart of it is so beautifully. Hebrews 10, verse 19. So friends, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God, into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence to his, is his body. The curtain, I'm going to read that again. The curtain into God's presence is his body. The veil has been torn. We, we, this is what it's saying. We can go right into the, we can encounter God. We can go right into the presence of Jesus, the most holy. And I love this. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we are presentable inside and out. 
Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Come on. I love that version. Let's do it. Let's do it without hesitation because it's not about us. There's so much freedom in that, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but I tend to always see all of my own issues. We all do. We all see our own issues. So we disqualify ourselves. And I want to tell you this morning that before we can move on, before we can learn about being a champion, we need to understand that we have a champion. Jesus is your champion. Lilo, Jesus is your champion. That's why you're such a boss, right? Because you know that. I know. Yeah. Jesus is your champion. He paid the price for you, for each of you. And that means that you have full access to all the things that he has. Isn't that amazing? All the things, all of the power that Jesus has, all of his authority, we have access to that. And he paid the price, and he wants us to take that. He wants us to step in and allow him to be our champion. Yes, that should get some applause. That should cause us to dance like we were dancing before. We have hope. We have hope in Jesus. That's why even in the most hopeless situation, we can put a smile on our face and say we have a hope because Jesus is our champion. But in Hebrews, there's not a but, but as well, (laughs) as well as all of that, which is so powerful, and I could just stand up here and continue to share about it because it's life-changing. I'm going to read this out of a different version, but it's Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking the assembling. So that's this. So he's talking about why do we still need, so if we have access to Jesus, we can go directly to him. We have that power in us. We are walking with that authority. Then why do we need to actually physically get together as a church? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you all about it (laughs) because I feel like this is going to do some shifting this morning. So the first way, so God designed it. He designed the church with intention. He designed the church to build champions. And the first way that happens is through life change. It's through life change. It's when you come into this place because we are a house of transformation and you feel the power of, come on, you feel the power of God. You feel the atmosphere, the presence of God. In Matthew 18, 20, it says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. God could have created things any way he wanted, but he designed it in a way that there's extra power when we come together. There's an extra power and it's a life changing power. And so nothing can really start in your life until you actually have a life-changing moment where you encounter the power of of the Savior. You encounter encounter the power of, of Jesus, and something shifts in you. 
And if you're sitting in this room and you have had that moment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For me, it was when I was 15. 15 years old, raised Catholic, and, and had a powerful encounter with the presence of God. And for, uh, in that moment, everything shifted for me to understand that the things that I had learned about, the knowledge in my head, honestly, a lot of negative things that were put on me, like shame and feeling like I could never be enough, were lifted off. So, so peace and hope were brought on, and other things were lifted off. And that life transformation is what this church is all about. Because we have a city of people that need hope. They need that transformation. They need addictions to be broken off. They need marriages to be restored. They need someone to look at them and tell them that they are everything that God created them to be. And so we have a place so that not only we can come in and have life transformation, but we can say to our friends and our family and our neighbors and our kids' teachers at school and our kids' best friends, hey, come check out. Hey, guess what? My life wasn't so great, and now my life is awesome, and you should have that in your life too. Come with me on Sunday. Come with me on Wednesday night, and you will have what I have. It's like the women at, who Jesus encountered at the well who got radically transformed. I don't have time to go into it, but she ran to her village. The very people that had been shaming her and mean to her, she ran to tell them about Jesus. So that this place is a house of transformation so that we can be transformed. Because I don't know about you, but it's been a journey. There was, there's been many times where new things were transformed in me and more things were taken off. And so it's a constant coming in, being transformed and going out and getting people to come in and get transformed and go out. And the other part of it is that as you're getting transformed, you're coming together with other people and we're getting excited together. We're building each other up. We're sharing stories. That's why I love our prayer, our women's men's emerge prayer. We do God stories. And I love God's stories because sometimes when you're starting to lose hope again, you come in and you hear about what God did in someone else's life and how they got healed and restored and, and finances were built in their life. And you're like, yes, this is the same God that I have on my side. And so it's starting to build champion after champion after champion. So the first thing is life transformation. The second thing kind of goes in with what I just started talking about, which is that we come in and we get strengthened. We get stronger. There is strong, there is strength in a pack mentality, right? If you think about like in, in nature, and I'm going to actually jump to this verse right here and then we'll talk about it, but 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering we experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So a few things in there. Just like God wants us to be on his team, we have a real enemy that does not want us to be on God's team. There is a real enemy that does not want the best for you. He does not have good plans for you. And he is very sneaky. And so when you get off isolated, when you're not around people that are sharing God's stories with you and telling you how awesome you are and building you up and speaking truth into your life, when you get away from that, that's when you start having thoughts like, I mean, 
I don't really need the church. I mean, I don't really, why are they always talking about money and why, why, like the offense, the offense, that's when the offense starts coming in. And then you're, you start getting offended at your husband or your wife or your friend and the offense just starts creeping in. Or maybe the lies about how you're not worthy and you've done too many things and the shame comes on and the enemy comes in and he just wreaks havoc in your life. And when you come in church, and maybe during the week, the enemy started messing with your mind. The Bible says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. But when we come in and you come in this transformative atmosphere of church and you feel the presence of God and you're with other people, you have strength in numbers. Because somebody might, or you might have like, you, you're, you grab coffee out there and you're just talking to some people and they look at you and they're like, hey, are you doing okay? And then you're like, not really. <laughs> and you can, you know, start talking about, or maybe you're at an awakened party and you're talking about how you're struggling and you start having a conversation and then they're able to say, hey, you know what? It kind of sounds like, like, or if you're me, if you're talking to me, I'll just be like, cancel, <laughs> cancel that lie off your mind that is the enemy and that is not true. You need people in your life that will, like Pastor Leanne says, slap the apple, tell you to stop it, tell you that that's the lie of the enemy, and speak life into you. Remind you of who you are and whose you are. I had this picture of how when you have Jesus in you, you are an altar. And so there's, we're all like mini altars walking around our city. And I just love that picture because we can impact so many more people with the power of God. But the light starts dimming if we stay away from the power source for too long. And the power source is Jesus, but he created so that all of us, when we come together, it's like a supercharge. It's a supercharge. And so when you come in, you leave supercharged and you are ready to go fight. You are ready to take your city, and you are ready to go. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Be immovable. Sounds like a champion to me. Be immovable, immovable. We have to be aware that there is an enemy and we can resist him with help from our friends. And we become stronger and we become immovable. And when things come at us, we are able to duck and weave and we're able to help other people and we're able to put shields up that help protect other people while we have our sword fighting the battle. I'm just gonna drink to that, you know? Okay. But there's a key part of all this that God's really been showing me. And the third point is that to become a champion, we need to surrender. Wait, what? It's not all hashtag beast mode up in here? All hashtag winning? Yes, it is. But there's a surrender because the, king, the ways of the kingdom are not the same as the ways of the world. 
And the more that we surrender and walk with our hands up in a holy surrender, I want to circle back to two different verses that we read already, but 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. You don't have to exalt yourself. We don't have to exalt ourselves or fight for ourselves because God will do it. When we humble, it's not always easy. When we humble ourselves, when we get out of the way, when we say, you know what? I don't know at all. We get that spirit of pride off ourselves and we humble ourselves before God. Casting all, this is such a good part, casting all of your care upon him for he cares for you. See, the great thing about surrendering and, and humbling ourselves under God is that it actually lifts a huge weight off. It's a huge burden to try to be all things to all people. And we're not ever meant to carry that and so we can cast it upon him. And Jeremiah, back to Jeremiah 29. 29, 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That is the good news this morning. You are never too far gone for the love of Jesus to come in and to heal and to restore. No matter what has happened, no matter what you have done, no matter what your life has looked like, you are never too far gone for God to come in, to give you life transformation, to strengthen you. And it all comes back to a daily surrender. The best champions are the ones that surrender to God daily because then they're actually just having Jesus be the ultimate champion that's fighting for you in your life. And so if every day, if you come before and you surrender and you allow God to fill you and you have the presence of God moving with you, it's an e a flow and an ease to your life that will give you a strength that you have never known. And you will walk around having gratitude instead of negativity. You will walk around seeing things in a totally new way. And that is when we will impact our city, when all of us are walking around like that. But maybe you are still caught back at the beginning. Maybe you never realized that Jesus is your champion. And he wants you to know this morning that he loves you very much. He loves you very much. And he wants you to surrender your life to him. He wants you to surrender your life to him. I just want you all to just take a minute and close your eyes and picture Jesus. Picture Jesus on the cross. Picture Jesus walking towards you, smiling. Picture him giving you a big hug, telling you that you are amazing, telling you that he loves you that he paid the price, taking away. Just picture him telling you, hey, I already took that. I already paid the price for that. I already did it. You don't have to carry that to give it to me. Give him your shame right now. 
give him your pride right now. Give him everything that you've been worried about for the future. Give it to him right now. Surrender it to him. And if you are here and you haven't, you don't really know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't know Jesus personally. You haven't had him come in and be your champion. Now is the time. Now is the moment for you to have that life change where you can look back and you can say, that was when something shifted in my life. So if that's you this morning, I just want you to to have a, a moment between you and God and just raise your hand so I know who to pray with this morning. But say, I want Jesus to come into my life and transform me and make me renewed and changed and be my champion. So if that's you this morning, just go ahead and raise your hand and say, yes, I want Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus this morning. And maybe, maybe you you can't even bring yourself to raise your hand and that's okay. Because there is, there is a spirit of religion over this city and there is a spirit of shame that comes on and it makes you feel like if you raise your hand, then you are showing that you don't have it all together. Can I just tell you that none of us have it all together? But how you will get it a little bit more together is if you actually allow Jesus to come in to your life. So I'm gonna have everybody stand. Let's all stand up together. Stand up. Sometimes it's good to just get out of the routine. I want, let's all raise our hands to heaven this morning. Jesus, thank you so much, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you right now that you are moving in this place. God, right now I pray that, that chains would come off things that have been burdening your people would come off right now. Jesus' name. Release your people from the bondage of shame. In Jesus' name. Release your people from the bondage of religion. In Jesus' name. And fill them right now with your peace. Fill them right now with your presence, God. That they would feel your love, that your presence would come in and touch their heart, God, that you would heal what has been broken, what the enemy has tried to come in and steal and destroy, God, that you would heal that right now, Jesus, that you would bring freedom and breakthrough right now, God, that you can come in and you can heal our hearts in Jesus' name, that the spirit of offense would get off and and replace that, Jesus, with peace in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you love each and every person here. And I pray right now that you would fill them up with your peace and your love and your power and your authority and that they would go out and march and stand stronger and be champions, God, and that they would allow you to champion for them, God. And so we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.